0: One of my old friends, he used to date some real wild women. I mean, that's all. He he dated the craziest people he could find. One day I'm sitting at my house, and he had been dating this uh, girl for maybe two months, and she moved in with him. Might not even been too much. She moved in the apartment with him. And his roommate. But look. He had just moved in. A few weeks. Earlier than that. He moved in. With this guy. That was like. 19 years old. And he 25. And. There was a white guy that grew up on the beach right down the street. Because we surrounded by beaches. He grew up on one of the beaches. But for some reason, he talked with a Jamaican accent. And he swore he was Jamaican for some reason. So we used to call him the Jamaican white boy. Because he swore he was Jamaican and we knew he was lying. But apparently my friend needed somewhere to stay at. So he just went along with the story. He said his family was from Jamaica and I forgot. But either way, he swore down he was Jamaican. And um, that should have been a red flag right there. I wouldn't have moved in with no crazy dude that think he Jamaican that grew up down the street. We know you're not Jamaican. We seen you. You know what I mean? But, either way, he moved in with him, right? And, a couple of weeks later, he moved his girlfriend, and that with him, too. So, one day... He come home, and he walk in and find the girlfriend and the Jamaican white guy in the bed together. They ain't asleep, but naked. So, he go in there, and he ask them what's going on, you know, and start... Flipping out, cussing him out and everything. They said he was in the taking a nap. And he like, man, y'all... He's like, nobody takes a nap naked. I mean, that was the... the, You know, that was the conversation, kind of, without all the cussing and stuff. So... He said, the white guy get up and run. He just get up and run out the door, he gone. The girl... She stayed and tried to explain what was going on and said she's sorry and they were just taking a nap and all that stuff. So, he said, he told her he's not trying to hear all that. She need to pack her stuff and get out. So, he said she go ahead and say she go pack her stuff and get out. So she in the closet, she got her back turned to him, and she ended up packing her stuff up. He cussing around, calling her all types of names, and he just cussing and cussing and cussing. And he said, she, he see her over there, you know, packing her stuff up, but she taking a long time. It seemed like she, you know, doing something over in the closet. And he's steady cussing her out, telling her to hurry up. He said all of a sudden she just turned around and poked him in the throat with a wire hanger. <laughs> he, she stabbed him in the throat with a wire hanger. She was taking so long because she was trying to get the hanger unraveled. So she poked him in the throat with a wire hanger. He said he thought he was about to die, he went to go rub his throat, he said, and he didn't feel no blood, he said after that, he hit her with a two-piece, bow bow, punched her in the chest two times, she fell into the closet, and he said he ran out the door, thinking like, man, what is wrong with you people? Because I guess he thought he was going to go to jail for punching her in the chest. And then he really wanted to know if he had got stabbed in the throat or not. Because he said he really thought she had uh, stabbed him in the throat for real. I said, so hold on, man. She was packing her bag. He was like, yeah, he said he kept calling her the B word be this, be this, and he said, I gotta say it this time, he said, she turned around and said, I got your bitch, wow, and stabbed him in the throat, with anger, I said, oh, no, man, you the only person I've ever known to get stabbed in the throat with a wild anger, so he said he run out the house, I mean, run out the apartment, go downstairs and go to the pool and guess who he called? Nine nine one one not uh, a family member He called me. Thinking like this is the story he told me when he called me. I said, what the hell is you calling me for? What you want me to do? <laughs> I can't do nothing. So he uh wait around and he get a cab and he come over to my house and we hanging out or whatever then all of a sudden he start getting all these phone calls because her family found out, well her friends and family found out that um, that he had punched her in the chest But she ain't explain why he punched her in the chest. She made it seem like he was just abusing her or something. So now he got this group of people trying to find him. And I'm telling you, listen. The group of people that was trying to find him was the most odd group I've ever seen in my life. It. I... This is no lie. This ain't body shame, and this ain't nothing. All these girls, it was like five of them, and all of them was over six two. I don't know where they was raised at. All of them was over not six two, but all of them was over six foot for sure, and all of them was weighing two fifty plus. He had a group of Amazons looking for him, gigantic people, and it was all, and they said when they find him, they was gonna whip his ass, and the only reason I know is because they lived in my neighborhood, (laughs) yeah, they lived in my neighborhood. So now he done got stabbed in the throat with a hanger. And now he got these big Amazonian chicks looking for him. And he go come to my house. Like, man, you done went to the wrong place. I remember uh, about maybe maybe the next day. It might have been the next day. I'm walking down the street. Going to the store, and I see the girls that's looking for him sitting on their porch, and they know me and him. We was real. We hung out a lot back then, you know. I guess we was close friends then, and um, they was like come up here real fast, cause it was inside the fence, the porch was like, pushed back, and they wanted me to come up there on the porch, hell no, I knew what it was, <clears throat> back in the day, stuff like that, well I don't know, it's probably still now, if a group of people, if you see a group of people that's looking to whip your ass, Oh I no, well whip somebody ass that's close to you and they invite you to come up to their porch. Hell no. Now they going whip your ass to send a message to the person <laughs> that they trying to get to. That's how I go, man. Cause they figure if I came up there and they had whipped my ass, that might make him so mad instead of them looking for him. Nah, he looking for them. Not gonna happen. I ain't, no, ain't going nowhere close to that porch. Big giant ass women. I don't know if they ever caught him. Nah, well, I know they never caught him. Nah. He hid out for the whole summer. Eventually... He apologized enough where they weren't looking for him no more. Because he was trying to explain to them. She just stabbed me in the throat. Ain't like I was just beating her up. She stabbed me in the throat with a wide hanger. Oh, that was the best thing. And then, look man. <clears throat> this dude is a clown. The one I'm talking about. The one that got stabbed in the throat with a hanger. Let me give you another one. <clears throat> he told me this story. And, uh, he said when he was uh, about, I think, maybe 12. He always talked trash all the time. He said when he was about 12, um, he uh, was at home, and his mom went to the grocery store with the next door neighbor, her best friend, this shit is so funny, (laughs) with her best friend, and, um, when they got back with all the groceries, his mom was supposed to buy him some cookies, right, so he looked through the bags or whatever, Looking for the cookies. And the cookies not there. For some reason in his mind. He thought the next door neighbor. Stole his cookies. Or either she made a mistake and put them in her bag. Instead of putting them in their bag. So he go next door right. And knock on the door. And he asked her. Um, I think your cookie. I think my cookies are in your bag by mistake. Can you go look and see? Cause they not in my bag. My mom said she bought them. He said, she said, nah, I don't got your cookies. Close the door. So he said he knocked again. And he said... I think you got my cookies. They in your bag, 'cause they not in our bag. My mom said she bought them, so I know they in your bag. And she said, "I told you, I don't got your cookies." Close the door again. <laughs> so he come back a third time. He said, "Man, I know you got my cookies." And I need my cookies now, man. Give me my cookies. She said, boy, didn't I tell you I ain't got your cookies. (laughs) And she slammed the door again in his face. So, nah, that's like four times, man. He come back the fifth time. She opened the door. And he's talking about, Bitch, I know you got my cookies. <laughs> he said she had her hand behind her back. <laughs> and when she came around, she had some raid bug spray in her hand and she sprayed him right in her face. <laughs> said, I got your cookies, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he said, when she sprayed him with the face. He, he said he went down like a roach. He said he was behind her,
1: uh, rolling around
0: on his back on her porch. <laughs> and she had sprayed him, but the face was a bug spray. But the funny part about it is, he kept calling it some fly ass killer shit. Like fly, you know, fly insect spray. But he was calling it fly ass killer shit. And I ain't know what he was talking about. He's like, yeah, man, I knock on the door. And she like, and I'm like, bitch, I know you got my cookies. And she come out with some fly-ass killer shit, spray me right in the face. She said, I got your cookies, bitch. <laughs> I said, fly-ass killer shit, what is that? I thought I was—I mean, it sounded like she sprayed him with some diamonds or something. But nah, she sprayed him with some bug spray right in the face. <laughs> he said he had to call 911 and flush his eyes out and everything. <laughs> I think the lady called a charge. <laughs> She got a charge, she had a misdemeanor or something, spraying him with the bug spray. That is so funny, they had to call the ambulance and everything. Oh man, that's the best thing ever. Boy, we we gave him a hard time. He was such a clown, man. I mean, stuff like that happened to him. Because it's, it's in the neighborhood. We see this going on. So, we, you know, we we asked what happened. And, you know, they picked at him for a whole year after that. They call them fly-ass killer shit. <laughs> yeah, boy. Every time we saw I got your cookies, bitch. <laughs> Every time we saw him, yeah, he got sprayed with some bug spray. Daddy called the paramedics and the police to come get him. He is a funny guy, man. Just like that, I told you, man, I grew up with him. He liked George Costanza from Seinfeld all his life. He just get into the stupidest, weirdest situations. Stabbed in the throat with hangers. Sprayed in the face with bug spray. (laughs) You know how George Costanza on time Phil couldn't keep a job? That's just the same way the black George Costanza was. Man, this dude... Had like eight jobs in one summer, one time. Yeah, he, booked, he probably had about a hundred jobs altogether. But I remember a few of them that summer. He worked at a Chinese delivery place. I mean, he was delivering Chinese food, he delivered pizza, he worked at three cab companies, he worked at a the movie theater. He worked at a grocery store. He worked at Walmart. And maybe it was a few more places. In one summer. (laughs) But why do people keep hiring him? Walmart was a silly bad. He's working on a night crew. But apparently on a night crew, it was a lot of like cute women or whatever, so he was working on a night crew but he was flirting with all these women so in the daytime he was out there trying to be Romeo in the daytime so he wasn't getting any sleep and he said one day on the way back home from work he swerved off the road and um Almost killed himself because he went into a ditch. And he said, That was the last time he worked there uh, because of sleep deprivation or something. And then the pizza job, the pizza delivery job was just his fault because. He was mad because he said he was the only black employee. So they used to send him to all the bad neighborhoods. So after a while for revenge, he used to say he got robbed all the time. Like, he gave me an example. He said he'd go to the neighborhood and the people would really want to rob him. But he'd be like, man... Look, I know you saying you want you go take these pieces and I give me money, but I hook you up with six pieces and you just give me ten dollars and they give him ten dollars or twenty dollars or whatever and he'll go back to the restaurant and just say he got robbed. And the thing is, this piece of delivery place got robbed so much. The delivery drivers got robbed so much at that time. They just believed them every time. They never called the police. They never investigated because they got robbed that often. There wasn't no need to investigate said who do you work for that is a violent little place where you working at man where you get robbed so often you don't even call the police no more you just say well it's like another day so he worked up for a while he was making money and the thing was he wasn't even getting robbed he was robbing them <laughs> which is even more ridiculous And, um, what else I say? The cab job. Oh my goodness. That's even dumber. The cab job. He had a job as a cab driver. A few of those. But I remember one of them in particular. Some people had left their luggage at the airport. And his cab service offered this, um, service where they would drive the luggage from the airport to the people who lost it at a fee to a certain, you know, they'd drive it like a hundred miles or whatever. So we went to this little country town way outside the city to drop off this luggage to these people, but I rode with them, because, I mean, they weren't driving anybody, he he could have a passenger, we were just dropping off some luggage, so we ride out there, and, um, we can't find a place. And we riding around and riding around. Now this is a small town. So this guy sees us riding around. And he start questioning us, asking us what we doing. He said he a local guy. And we tell him what we doing and we can't find a place. He say, oh I know that place. I'll take it to him. He give the dude the luggage and leave. So he just gave a stranger that we just met on the side of the street, somebody else's luggage from the airport, and we leave. So on the way back, the cab break down. It's a big, like, it's a van, not even a regular car. It's a van, and it breaks down on the side of the road. So now we broke down. And we deliver the luggage. So we we was broke down on the side of the highway for about three hours. Out of throwing rocks and stuff. So um finally a tow truck come and we have to pile in me, him and a tow truck driver, we all in the front seat of the tow truck, we tow it back, he leave them a note, cause it was like 2 o'clock in the morning, the time we get back home, he leave them a note to say, um, explain about how he gave the luggage to a stranger, and how the cab broke down, and that was it. Next day, they fire him immediately. You can't give your people luggage no damn stranger. What's wrong with you? What was the other one, man? The movie theater. Oh, he is George Costanza. He, I think he got caught having sex in the uh, theater. they supposed to be, you know, after the movie over. The people that work in a the movie theater, they're supposed to go in there and clean up. He they not doing it. Too. <laughs> he ain't having sex with one of the one of the movie people. Yeah, one of the theater employees. They ain't doing it in the theater. That's what happened, now. And I think he was like. Still in some kind of way. I don't know how. But I know. He worked there for a while. Because we used to get. I used to love that man. Come up down the Saturday night line. Packed. Wrapped around a movie theater. Just because he worked there. We walked straight in. Best thing ever. I saw every movie possible. For like. One or two weeks before he got fired. Yeah, man. The grocery store. <laughs> at the grocery store, same thing. He met some girl at the grocery store and he was, uh, started messing with her, having sex with her outside of work. And she had a boyfriend maybe she even had a husband. And, um, her husband said he was gonna come up there and beat him up. And he was on his way. He called me. Like, I'm gonna come up there and save him. Man, I'm not coming up there and fight because you mess up with somebody's wife. So, um, uh, he got scared. He, he, yeah, he ain't as tough as he think he is. He got scared and just walked right in. Yeah, he never went back. Because he was about to get his ass beat by somebody else For sleeping with their wife. Yeah, he was gone. <laughs> That's why he lost the uh, grocery store job. Man, I mean, there's so many jobs that he just walk out on. He can't, He can't keep a job for nothing at all. He still can't keep a job. He drive for Uber or something. I mean, that's, a, that's more independent where he can be on his own. He ain't got nobody breathing over his shoulder. He ain't got to worry about being late or nothing like that. So that's the best thing for him. That was a gift from God. Because I, I, if he had about 30 jobs just that summer, imagine how many jobs he had over the year. I'm talking like he'd have a different job every other day it seemed like. He can have three jobs in one week. And my question used to always be, not why he quit, not what he did, but why in the hell do you people keep hiring him? What do you see that makes you think that he not going to walk out on y'all and act a fool like he do at all the other jobs? Y'all some idiots. He done worked at every piece in place twice. Maybe even four times. Some of them, like dominoes, you done worked at dominoes like four times. In different states and stuff. Yeah. And they just keep hiring them over and over again. It's, it's ridiculous it's that some people can't find a job at all, but Black George Costanza now had about a thousand jobs. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, we were um, roommates for one year and a half. Cause I remember we signed three. Six month leases. And it was alright. I mean, because we were young, I didn't care. But it was still a wild time. He didn't do much. The majority of the time, he didn't even have a job. His girlfriend paid all his bills. He just sat around and played video games. Yeah. That's what he did majority of the time. And then when he went playing video games, he was out going to buy video games. That's about all he did. And he went to movies with his girlfriend a lot. Nah, he ain't really like going on a lot. It was always home, playing video games, and like I said, if he was going anywhere, he was going to buy and now, shoot, with everything being digital, he probably don't even leave the house, unless he's going to work, and to go and get some food, (coughs) but yeah, We was, um, it was a year and a half, man, and I remember for, like, three months, all he did every day was supposedly look for this mysterious smell that he said he smelled in the kitchen. He did this for three months. I promise you he did. It was an ongoing joke. I used to get up in the morning, on my way out the door to go to work. I'd be like, "What you doing today, man? About to clean up, see if I can find that smell." Every day, every single day. And really, all he was doing was just sitting there playing video games. He wasn't looking for no damn smell. But that was his excuse every day. He said he was looking for a smell. Man, you're not looking for no smell, man. You just sitting there doing nothing all day. And his girlfriend was a dumb one, paying all his bills. And not only was she paying all his bills, she gave him a car to drive, man. A car. You hear me? Because she had two cars. She worked hard enough where she could afford two cars. (coughs) And she had three jobs. Crazy.